0: today our guest is the voice behind the podcast that you all love a woman that wait and today we'll just be picking her brain and um, understanding why she decided to start her podcast and what she's discovered along the way about herself about her guests and what she's learned and how she's impacted the lives of those around us so without further ado here is the voice behind women that wait
1: hey hey hello everybody
0: Why do you feel the urgency to speak about relationships and dating within the church, especially from a female perspective?
1: (laughs) Um, So many things. Like I just think that um, it's just because it's a part of my life. It's a part of my journey, a part of my struggle, and it's something that was on my heart, like daily, especially, you know, being single and having a lot of single friends. There's so many single women in the church, and it's something we're constantly talking about. And I just felt that we single Christian women didn't have an outlet at all. So it's so deep into conversations, and a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions as to why we're single. And a lot of people also don't even know that this is a issue. So I just kind of felt I wanted to bring this topic to the forefront because people don't know and it's kind of becoming like an epidemic now where there's like legions of single christian women in the church waiting for the lord to bring them a spouse and um you know it's just like a big journey and It's a struggle some of us are alone some of us don't have outlets through church or through pastors to even mm-hmm. help us so we're on we're here on our own just swimming just kind of thinking what to do and some of us feel like we're sinking so I felt that um, just in, again many different conversations Facebook posts I was seeing a lot of women who were single for a, lo- a long length of time and I was just kind of shocked because sometimes you think it's just you mm-hmm. but when you find out that there's so many other people in your position I felt that we needed a forum we needed like an outlet to just kind of voice our opinion and just talk and discuss so that's kind of really what led me to start the podcast
0: i hear you i hear you i respect that mm. i remember um growing up as a young man well i still am a young man what say, <laughs> but, uh, at our church there was a particular individual okay uh and he would often like speak to us about this like when mm. i'd go over his house and hang out with his two sons yeah and you know like some of us younger guys would gather for like a sleepover or whatever and he would often you know tell us about this Oh. but hearing at it, hearing about it in like my teenage years, like 18, 19, 20, you know, like early 20s. Yeah, I didn't really believe it as much. Yeah. And, you know, like, because sometimes when people talk about things, they tend to hyperbo- um, like exacerbate them. Right. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was just like, ah, oh, you know, maybe he's taking it a little out of context. But, hmm. the older I start to become, I'm just like, "Oh, wait a second. It actually really is a struggle out here, yeah, and you know like especially as a guy too, you do start to feel it because I feel like it is um on both ends of the spectrum, but okay. I have to admit that it is um it is an epidemic because you don't see a lot of guys or Guys with very masculine traits in the church, Mm -hmm. you know? So I do understand that it is hard for a woman to find a godly counterpart without having to compromise.
1: Yeah, and that's hard too because it's like, I think as a woman, I tend to just um, go about this topic based on just my version, like my journey, and I forget about the guys, and I just see my experiences, and I'm like, oh, well, every Christian guy I see, he just gets a girlfriend so quickly. Like, Mm -hmm. even if as I sit here and I'm thinking... It's hard for me to even think about how many Christian men I know that are single. Yeah. You know, like, or even like all the ones I know that they're married or in relationships. And I don't rarely hear about a guy that has been single for a long period of time and you know what i mean so it's -hmm. just it's just not common whereas women i can just rattle the names like right now this person i haven't seen with a guy in like this year and this you know for so many years so that's why but i hear what you're saying though like yeah there are guys out there i think especially the ones who are i mean we don't want to judge people on their spiritual journey but Mm -hmm. i find that the gentlemen who are really seeking a woman of god a lot of times they are the ones that do struggle and they struggle silently. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, you know, I understand there are both sides to it. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm
0: -hmm. So what have you learned about yourself through doing your podcast? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) A little personal. A little personal. No, it's
1: fine. It's fine. But it's so much. Like, I mean, I just feel that um, hearing the perspectives from other guests and their journeys, and just kind of, like, taking it to myself. I'm like, you know, maybe there are times in my waiting journey I wasn't as patient as mm-hmm. I should have been. Um, and just hearing, especially from the men, like, what they're looking for. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, um, would I have fit in that category? Was I in the right spot? Is the right time? Were there times where I wasn't being open? Like, you know, like, I think a lot of the things that I learned, again, from the men, I wish I would heard maybe couple oh, yeah. years ago, and I'm like, oh man, if I really knew that, then I wouldn't have done XYZ. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's near there, here, no there. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I've definitely learned a lot just as myself, how I judge, and you know, that's to be corrected as well. Like maybe I am being too harsh on some of these guys out there, right? (laughs) And I'm like, okay, you know. That might be necessary.
0: though. Yeah,
1: and you know, I take it all in. It's all a learning curve. And yeah, so definitely I've learned a lot about myself, about my, like, um, opinions, and just, like, things that the guys that I look at and how I would choose and my list. Mm -hmm. My list has somewhat changed, you know, Mm -hmm. after going through this podcast. So, yeah, I've just learned a lot. It's been been interesting, though, but it's been a good journey, too.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, and uh, especially to your point about... Learning from the male guest that you've spoken to I feel like in church it's something that's um, lacking And it's kind of odd Like you don't really have a discussion Between the two sexes About mm. um, like characteristics That they would look for in the other sex In a godly counterpart You yeah. know what I mean Like yeah. that is missing yeah. So I can understand why you, you would have feel like You're a bit in the dark And like now um, as you're older And you've spoken to them And gotten that experience You're, you're ta- like Your taste of change, like the way how you think about it has changed.
1: Absolutely. Because I think when I was younger, like when I was in my 20s, like I'll admit, yeah, I was kind of about the looks. Like, you know what I mean? Not to say I'm definitely not about looks now, but Mm -hmm. I'm definitely, that's not as important to me as when I was younger. Because Mm -hmm. like, I think I would have been, I definitely was more selective. Because I think you're not thinking when you're in your 20s you're not thinking you're going to be in your 40s in the same spot. Yeah. So, you know, if I had, again, if I had known now what I knew, if I had known then what I knew now, yeah. But at the end of the day, there just wasn't a lot of choices out there, mm-hmm. you know, from then to now. So I I'm kind of safe in that respect. But, yeah, definitely. I, my, my, my list has gotten a little bit shorter you know, as the years has gone on, mm-hmm. so, but yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so far, what's the most, what's ha- what has been the most memorable moment of your podcast?
1: Oh my gosh, so many. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know how to bottle it all into one as the most memorable but uh, I remember one guest and he was just talking about his wife Um, and he was sharing first about his perspective about women and dating and the single Christians um, from when he was single because he's recently married, like maybe about a couple years Mm -hmm. and just the endearing way that he spoke about his wife and I just didn't realize that he really, you know, that men really think in that way. Mm -hmm. You know, my blind idea is like, you know, the woman has to be, you know, perfect looking and whatnot, but he really just sought a woman, you know, that was there for the Lord. And I was just like, wow, like I didn't really know the depths of guys, you know, their ideas and their feelings out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're not as shallow as you think. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it's just that there are some, unfortunately, there are a lot of single Christian men who are shallow and for some reason they're the loudest. So, like mm-hmm. I said, the ones yep. I find who are the have the most integrity, those are the ones that they're, they're quiet. Yeah. Like, you know, and they get overshadowed by these guys who are looking for, you know, the Beyonce's and the j and the Halle Berry's. Mm-hmm. So, that's all we see and that's all we think. And then we're just kind of discouraged. Yeah. So, again, to look at this one guest who was just talking about his wife and really just itemizing what he looked for in a wife and just all those Proverbs 31 attributes. And I was like, oh, Wow. So I really just kind of left, like, it just really, like, left a mark on me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There have been other memorable guests, too. But all in all, it's just, like, each guest, I think, that came on the show just really left, like, a good nugget with me. And Mm -hmm. something definitely for me to take and to learn and to grow from.
0: Uh Uh-huh. I feel you. I feel Mm -hmm. you. So um, on the other side of the token, have you had any bad experiences while doing your podcast? It's not only um, limited to, like, say, guests, but... I don't know, technical difficulties or, um, you know, like, whatever you have it.
1: Hmm. To be honest, and I was thinking about this question, I'm happy to say no. Like, I thought from the beginning I was really just gearing up for negative comments or someone telling me that they don't agree with what i say and everybody's just been like mad supportive like Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's because people you know they don't want to like discourage Uh, me or they don't really want to be real and people have been honest in terms of their journey and that's what i kind of appreciate so they're not coming at me saying that you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have said this they're saying oh i heard what you said and this is how i connected to me Mm -hmm. so i mean i just feel that you know, people are really... Like, they're really listening. So, it's kind of like, I really got to be careful what I say. Yeah, <laughs> but, definitely. yeah, like, no no missiles, no darts yet. So, okay, I'm really okay, happy okay, for that.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you had any moments where you felt like hanging up your mic? Like, did you ever feel like, ah, you know, I don't know if this is for me. Like, should I be doing this? Should I continue? Yeah,
1: like, it's... Yeah, there's been moments because... Like, you know, like I put a lot out there, mm-hmm. especially in the first episode. And a lot of people have come back to me and they say, Oh yeah, you know, we really respect how transparent you are. And again, just as I mentioned before, like I really gotta be careful what I say. So sometimes I get nervous and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, like I said it, I've been single for a long time, decades, and you know, it's it's hard and I'm embarrassed. So when I'm having those low moments where I'm like, you know, God, where you know, where is my husband? Where is my spouse? I think, and I don't know if it's like an attack from the devil, but it's just kind of like, oh, I wish I didn't put myself out so much. And I kind of mm-hmm. say, you know, if I stop now, <laughs> then I won't <laughs> run into like putting myself out even more. So there's definitely been moments. And I, yeah, I kind of think it just might be an attack, like, you know, because Like, I'm getting a lot of positive comments. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are connecting. So maybe, you know, the devil's saying, oh, this is something good. This is really helping the kingdom. Let's stop this now. Yeah, yeah. So, and just, yeah, like, it's just connecting it to my journey and feeling discouraged and hearing other people and, you know, just in life and hearing, oh, this person's getting married. It's just like, oh, man, I'm always going to be this girl who's single. Like, this is going to be my label. So, like, yeah, if I stop it now, then people will forget about the podcast. Uh, But... Yeah. So, you know, I'm just taking it day by day. I take everything day by day, day by day, step by step. And, you know, I appreciate the prayers of everyone who is praying over this podcast and praying for me and praying for everything. So, but yeah, you do definitely just have those moments. So, And I think also like with my schedule, with my job, Mm -hmm. um, I love the podcast. I love doing it. I love interviewing people. But the editing just drives me nuts. Yep, yep. And sometimes when I'm up those nights, it's just like, oh, my goodness. Uh. So it's just like, oh, man, how long am I going to do this for? But when I see, like, the outcome, when I finally get all the editing done and I put it out and I get the comments, it makes you f- – it, it feels worthwhile. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think in anything good, there's also work.
0: Mm-hmm. So you yep. can't
1: – nothing good is easy. So this is – just. it's just, you know, part of it.
0: Yeah, that's true. You you do reap what you sow, right? Yeah. What you put in is what you put out. And I have to admit, you do a good job with your editing. Thank you. You know, sometimes. I'm <laughs> trying. No, honestly, sometimes when I listen to your podcast, I'm yeah. just like, man, how did you get the audio to sound so clean? Like, there's no distortion. Everybody's voice, is, you know, like, on point. Not too loud because sometimes with mine, I'll be honest, like you know, like there's a bit too much feedback mm. and I got a lot of bass in my voice. Well, and, that's and shout like, out you. to my
1: brother, Kevin. Oh, okay. Thank you very okay. much. I'm recording at a studio, so thank you very much. He yeah, quality sound, that's all him.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah. So you got people helping you. That's yeah, good, that's good. Yeah. So that's what you need. That's mm-hmm, what you need. For sure. All right. So how do you brainstorm different ideas for your episodes?
1: Um, I think it's based on the person because rather like whether I asked a person or if I actually had people approach me and say that they want to be on the show. Mm -hmm. So then we kind of have a, like a discussion prior to. So for the people who come to me and say, you know, I want to share, I have a lot to say on the topic. We kind of just have a conversation and then that's how all the topics and all the questions kind of come about. So if there's someone who I approach I would usually approach them because I feel they have something to say or I want to get their perspective. So in that way, it's almost like even before I ask them, I'm like, okay, I want to have this person on the show and blah, 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 Mm blah. I can can give an example of a guest, actually guests, that didn't work out. There was a couple that I really wanted on the show because they had met online. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot, for us Christians, we have a lot of bad stories and bad experiences on on with online dating. Yeah, there's a stigma. Yeah, for sure. So with this couple, the the woman, she was online for probably less than a month, and she met this guy. Mm. So this is you know she never had an experience. You know, a friend just kind of set her up. Yeah. And within a month, she ended up meeting the guy who's now her husband and now they're, you know, married, I think it's four years, two kids deep. Wow. So they're really like that ideal. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So with
1: them, I was just like, Oh man, I got to get them on the show. And I had their questions like all set up Mm -hmm. because I was like, okay, I want to draw from their experience so that other people can be like, Oh my gosh, like you can actually meet someone online Mm -hmm. and a good Christian Man or woman online. Yeah, like, I wanted sketchy, this. Right? Exactly. Nothing at all. And, you know, they're very good, very strong Christians and the Lord, you know, churchgoers, prayer, you know, prayer people. Yeah. So, yeah, I really wanted them on the show. So, because of their story, I just developed all the ideas, you know, beforehand. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they didn't work out mm-hmm. because, yeah, like, you know, they're married, they have young kids and they're yeah. really busy. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so it just comes in a matter of different ways.
0: So, um, have you had a lot of people approach you to want to be on the show?
1: I think it's half and half. Like, if you listen to the episodes, I think it's 50-50. Seriously? Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of interesting. But, yeah, I got messages and people were just like, yeah, you know, I like your show a lot. And I'm like, okay, which episode did you listen to? And they're like, oh, I listened to all of them. Uh -uh. I was like, oh, again, I got to really be careful what Uh I say. So, then they're like, yeah, like, I would love to share and talk about my experience. And I was like, okay, all right. So I mean, it's it's kind of cool. Like it makes me mm-hmm. feel, you know, good that, a people are listening and yeah. b that they actually want to be on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like okay, like it's good. I'm not really begging anybody at this point. I don't have a lot of people, but still, I'm not begging. So that's yeah. that's a blessing. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> um, man, you know, I lost my train of thought because I want to ask you something, but oh, then okay. I'll it'll be- it'll come back to you.
1: <laughs> we had too much chuckles. Okay.
0: Um, so how did you come up with the art design behind your podcast?
1: Okay, so I have a lovely friend. Her name is Hyacinth Charles. Shout out to her. Okay. Um, We actually talked about it together because I wanted something that, you know, had like something podcasty or like radio mm-hmm. listening in it and then women and then waiting. Yeah. So we just kind of brainstormed and she came up with a bunch of ideas and then it just evolved into what you see now. Like the two girls or two women kind of just waiting mm-hmm. um, and then listening. And yeah, so it's it's really, it was really neat. Like I really felt that she was able to bring out um, just uh, the vision mm-hmm. of what the podcast is. All
0: right. All yeah. right. So um, what led you to, or where'd you get the idea to do the, you know, the survey style um, that you do, you know, set on Facebook or mm-hmm. on Instagram? And just, you know, garner information for your next episodes. Like, how did that thought come about?
1: Okay. Well, I really like surveys. (laughs) I like to hear people's opinions. Like, I probably could do surveys, like, all day. Because I like how they're anonymous, too. Mm -hmm. So, and again, like, drawing from conversations from, you know, single Christian women these are things that we wanted to know. So I just kind of developed the questions. I probably could have had like a hundred question survey, but I didn't want people to be annoyed. So that's why I just kind of like put it down to like eight. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, well, I got to choose like if I'm going to make it eight, it's got to be the top eight things I really, really want to know.
0: It's almost like a family feud kind of thing. like I, the, yeah. the top eight answers.
1: Absolutely. So because, again, I think going back to what you were saying earlier, like we really as women, we don't really know a lot about what men are thinking. And we don't even know, like, where we're going wrong. I think, like I mentioned to a friend one day, like, um, it would really behoove us if we had the courage to kind of ask, like, a past boyfriend, yeah, like, what went wrong or what do you you. see? I mean, that's very – that's hard to do. I don't think I could be that courageous. But, you know, we have to learn because if we don't know, we're just kind of going blindly and thinking, oh, yeah, you know, whatever – this that and this and this is what happened, but just getting that perspective. And it's kinda interesting because I think for men and women, they never really get the perspective of the opposite sex until after they get married. Cause mm-hmm. you're with mm-hmm. them. I mean you could be dating, but when you're married, you're really in it with them. Yeah. You're really learning. And it's like, but we kinda need it before.
0: Agreed. <laughs> you know yeah, what I, mean? I never thought of it like that. Yeah.
1: So you know, that's what the survey questions I felt kind of helped and I was really excited to see what people wanted to know. Like I had a section at the end, if you could ask a guy a question, cause a lot of us are scared. I think it's because like, there's a lot of judgment Sometimes we don't want to come off as stupid or we don't want to come off as like, oh, like, this is the space you could, you should know. And it's like, oh, of course, these are the questions you guys know because you're single. You don't have all mm-hmm. this experience. And we don't want to put ourselves out there in any way. So the survey easy. protects us. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I kind of like about the survey. And even like for the guys, like some of the questions that they asked and some of the answers that they gave, I was like, oh, wow. Like maybe they wouldn't be as forthcoming in general conversation unless you're like mad close with that guy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
0: That is true. That is true.
1: So yeah. So that's that's why I like surveys because they really can just give you um tidbits of knowledge without having to really deep pry to somebody. And then sometimes when you're talking with someone, you know, they just kind of put on that, you know, they put on that mask. They put on like, okay, I'm gonna tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Or I'm gonna tell you what I think sounds good. Mm -hmm. But in a survey they can just really, you know, especially when you give them a choice of four. Then you hope that they're really giving what they, the answer that they really feel.
0: Yeah, they're not trolling or anything. Absolutely, right?
1: yeah. So, like I said, they're not trying to like front. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. That is true. I did appreciate the fact that your survey was anonymous. That mm-hmm. didn't put your name out there, so you can like be a lot more transparent than you would normally be.
1: But can you imagine if I, like, ask for names? Oh, Masood said this. Whoa. What? Masood said that he's dated, like, many women in the church? I'm like, I'm not really trying <laughs> to think about him no more. You know, like, that wouldn't be something I'd be like, yeah. First of all, like, you know, you know guys are going to lie. Sorry. Women will lie too, right? So, and that was probably one of the most telling questions about, have you dated someone in the church? Mm-hmm. And I was really shocked at the answer. And I was like, wow. -hmm. Okay. And then guys just not wanting to date women in the church and why. Mm. So so it's like, hmm, interesting. Because I think I discussed in one of the podcasts, like, you think that church is that place. Yeah. You know, to meet someone because you're looking for someone who's on the same spiritual path and they're there. So, but in turn, it's actually not only it is a good place. But the problem is that, well, first of all, when I looked at couples who are married now, Christian couples, majority of them didn't meet in the church, right? And then also, when I asked one of the listeners why, is that there's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And that was reflective of the survey.
0: Okay, okay. True, true. I can feel you on that. that that is something I do, like, like you're saying, it is a bit awkward because, like, you would think it is that way, but then it's actually not because, like, uh, I remember a couple of Sundays ago, my pastor he uh-huh. he was when he was preaching, he was saying to you know like the single Christians there oh. that you know like saints look around you because <laughs> the people who are you know like within this church here, mm-hmm. they're most likely gonna pe- be the people who you would want to date, but you know like it's still kind of like herky jerky and awkward, you know mm. like I mm-hmm. mean it makes it makes sense right? Yeah. Like hey, if you're looking for someone godly, you know. Or you have an idea of what, you know, the people in the pews beside you are like. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it just doesn't really pan out that way. Even for myself, like, with my girlfriend, I actually didn't meet her at my church. Okay. You know, funny enough, I met her online. There you go. You know? Yep. And, you know, she goes to a god Fury church. And uh, I got to give a shout-out to you because <laughs> she said one of the reasons why she decided to date me was because when she listened to the episode I was on, oh. she felt a lot more comfortable with the person I was. Hey. So, you know, your, your podcast is Working Miracles. So gotta,
1: Look at that. If the podcast shuts down now, we have not shut down in vain. We brought a couple together. This is good news. Maybe <laughs> that's what the whole purpose was, for you to find your soulmate. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. So, you know. So, yeah. But... um.
1: I can't well, believe your pastor said that, though. Well, like, he was like, look around. Like, I, like, you know, like, I don't even really hear a lot of deep talking about Christian singles and dating in church, period. So the fact that he said that was pretty cool.
0: Oh, yeah. He, he is, um, he's not afraid to really put things out there. But, of course, he doesn't make it awkward, right? Uh-huh. Like, he says it in a way that makes you, like, I guess forces you to think about it. Yeah. Rather than, like, you know, putting this kind of pressure on <laughs> you, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, like you like you were saying, it is, like, kind of a paradox in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, you would think. Like, it's like if you go to a car dealership, you'd expect that that's where you buy a car. But it's like, nah, bump a car off the streets. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Off the streets. Absolutely, though. Like, that's what I'm saying. I think for us, like, I know, you know, growing up in the church, that's exactly what it was. It was, like, literally, you're sitting in church. This guy walks in. You're like, oh, there's my husband. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas, guys, I feel like. You know, a woman walks in and they're like, oh, okay, well, she's <laughs> probably another church girl, a little boring Bible Betty kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, like, especially because we're looking for, you know, someone who's on the same spiritual path. Yeah. You know, like we use church as a litmus test. If this guy is getting up early on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. to come to church to listen to God and he doesn't have to, that should be some testament to his connection with God and his spiritualness. Yeah. It doesn't always work that way, but... You know, it's a good starting point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why us women, we're so, like, um we lean towards, you know, meeting a guy in church. But, yeah, it just doesn't work out that way mm-hmm. for some strange reason.
0: Yeah. Have you um gotten any, like, feedback from your female friends about that? Like, um you know, like, meeting a guy outside of church and, like, how well that works out?
1: Oh, I think <laughs> that is even hard in itself because, yeah, there's just for Christian guys, it seems that they don't approach. Um, Like, I don't even know how they're doing it at this point because a lot of the um, women who I know, like I have a friend who was single for many, many years, you know, we were journeying together, and she just recently got married. And what happened is that it was somebody else who saw them separately and said, oh, you two should get together. Seriously? Yeah, and there you go. So, but then again, like what I'm saying is that this is another story of not, Where this guy is not approaching Mm
0: -hmm. He didn't
1: approach her He didn't It wasn't like he was like Oh you know You look like a good Christian woman Like Yeah yeah. 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 So I I I, I don't know why it is I don't get a lot of stories So now it's like The Christian girls Who are getting approached It's definitely by non-Christian men Mm -hmm. yeah because Mm -hmm. i think what they're seeing is that they see oh you know this girl goes to church this woman goes to church she has morals she has standards this is something i like i don't have those same morals and standards but i want a woman with the same morals and standards Uh so i'm definitely gonna go after her yeah so like i said i don't know what it is like trying to recant a story where i'm hearing about a christian a christian woman being approached by a christian men can't really think of one off the top of my head Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah yeah, i have to admit uh we we do kind of take an L in that the category. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, uh, some guys they just really don't have that like killer instinct drive to just be like, <laughs> okay, this is what I want, and then I'm gonna go after it like by any means necessary. Hmm. So
1: maybe they don't feel the urgency. Or again, I'm just thinking of another couple, and it was the female. It was a woman who approached the guy. Yeah. Like this, um, this couple. They're now engaged. And I think we were in a forum one time, we are talking about, um, is it okay for a woman to approach a man? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the guys saying no, some of the girls saying no, and why they're scared. But yeah, this one woman was like, yeah, like, I approached him. And then she later revealed why he didn't approach her, is because he was scared of getting rejected. Mm. So, I mean, I think we don't look at guys as, you know, because maybe they put on a persona like, yeah, like, we're not scared of rejection, but... You know, they are.
0: Yeah, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take.
1: <laughs> right? Who said, that? who said that? Michael Scott? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you watch The Office. Sorry. <laughs> but I think I it's Wayne Gretzky who actually said that. Yeah, it was Wayne Gretzky. But if you like The Office, it's actually Michael Scott. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah. on to another, um, another question. Mm-hmm. So what demographic of people are you trying to reach?
1: Okay. So initially, yeah, I was... Pretty much going for single Christian women. I think that's what I say in the the, um, intro. Um, Women trying to find, struggling to find godly counterparts. But then later, um, you know, I realized there are single, a little bit of single guys listening too. Then I got a lot of responses from married people. And I was actually really shocked. Um, I just figured, you know, they're married, dating is not. This is not mm-hmm. the struggling more. Why would he be listening? But I started to get a lot, a lot, a lot of responses. So I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And um, one person said that they're just looking to see how they can support us, how they can pray for us, and just to learn. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, people are also just saying, just connecting the episodes to their journey prior to being married. So because of that, I just did an episode with a married couple just to kind of have them to give like their perspective on okay, they're 16 years in now. What would they? What advice would they give to um, single Christian men and women yeah. now being on the other side of it? Mm-hmm. So and then in turn, like they also said a lot of things that married people can connect with too. So starting to broaden the demographic a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you find like um, like a certain? Like a particular ethnicity of people? Do they listen to your stuff or is it kind of just like across the whole board now? No, man,
1: it's across the whole board. Like I thought it would have just been one or even like even a certain age group I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it was going to be maybe the 35 to 45 because that's the thicket of struggling I find. But now it's no, no. I've had older, when we say older people like You know, older than 45, Mm -hmm. and I've had way younger than 35. Yeah. So, and that's why I brought on a guest, one woman. She is in her late 50s, and I brought her on too, because they're, you know, we forget about them as well. Right. Like, I mean, it's one thing for us to say, the church or society doesn't talk about the single Christian women, but what about the women who are, you know, coming up to their sixties now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're struggling too, yeah. and people are really not thinking about them, especially if they like have a child or maybe they were widowed cause they're a widow. Because you're like, you know, we we stereotype them. We think, oh yeah, they're old, they don't care, and that's not right. Yeah, you know what I mean. They do care and they do have feelings, mm-hmm. and they're they are dating or they're still trying to date. Right. So that's why I brought this one woman on just to give her perspective of like, um, just waiting in that season of her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I feel you, I feel you. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps up, uh, you know, all the questions I have to ask you. I don't know if there's anything else you want to, you know, elaborate on. Um,
1: I mean I could elaborate forever, but hey <laughs> right,
0: man, the the mic's all yours. You can what? go and you can say you can all you, know, you got you got freedom to say whatever you want to say. Oh
1: gosh. Like I, well, I mean, if that's what you're gonna put out, I'm just gonna say if you know anybody, any gentleman 35 or older who is single and is looking for okay, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> all right. But I'm I'm just I'm just saying. So, you know, like I think I think the only thing I would really say is that if you are a single Christian person, whatever season of your life you're in, and you are looking for comfort, you're looking to um, connect with people, or you're looking just to journey with someone, or, you know, just to kind of get a different perspective. Um, Yeah, and you have a moment, please listen to the podcast. And I think even more than that, like just look around in your church. I think that's one of the beautiful things about church is that it's about community. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, we read acts chapter two me. Oh yeah. This is about community and meeting and breaking bread and praying, but this is really what it is. Like, that's why it was so prevalent in those times. And it's Mm -hmm. still prevalent now because you need community. And I think that the single Christians, we are in dire need of community because we're literally alone like not all of us live at home with our parents like some of us are in a apartment by ourselves yep. so without that community then we're just kind of struggling on our own so i think that you know i would leave just with the fact of that if you are in a place where you are feeling lonely you know reach out to your to a local church and if you are in a church and you're still feeling lonely, one of the beautiful things you could do is start a group, you yeah, know? doesn't have true. to be like a emotional support group, but just a group of, you know, you could pray together, you could eat together, you know, break bread, just to get you through. Because mm. if you try to do it on your own, and I mean, I know sometimes a lot of us, it's God and us, but still, I think God wants us to connect with other people. That's one of the answers to loneliness, so that's basically what i would just leave with it and i hope that the podcast can kind of just open doors and perspectives for us to learn as we're journeying
0: all right well there you guys have it the voice behind women that wait hey (laughs)
1: all
0: right guys well you can check out our podcast it's on anchor and it streams on all platforms so all you got to do is just look up woman that wait Mm -hmm. all right